0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. <laughs> CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit Domino's.ca today.
1: It is week 20 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. We are delivered by Domino's Pizza Baby. Domino's.ca Get all your terrific pizza deals, delivery, carrot, whatever you want. Sports, busy night, whatever. dominoes.ca. Hey, try their four topping large for just $11.99 medium feast pizza. Side dish the pasta. You gotta try the pasta. Gotta try the pasta. Also the marble cookie brownie for dessert. Everything you need. Domino's.ca. Guys, it is the last week of the regular season. Playoffs start a week from now. A week. We'll be marching to the Great Cup. So, what does this mean? It's kind of a time to, to look back and look ahead to the playoffs. So, Canadian Football League Commissioner Randy Ambrosie joins me in a few minutes. We spoke with him when he first became commish. Now, a look back at his first year and upcoming. Also, some interesting news CFL fantasy-wise. Max Rosenberg from CFL.ca. He not just is a, a CFL fantasy expert For the league, he also helps build the value, builds the 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 salary. He has some terrific tips coming up for the regular season finale and looking ahead from there. So we'll have that also. Nick Lewis, Nick Lewis, legendary receiver for the Montreal Alouettes, has called it a career. He's retiring. So we spoke with him on Behind the Helmet earlier this year. I'm going to replay that when he broke another one of his zillion records, one of the best all time. Nick Lewis will be by and behind the helmet as well as my game picks. But playoff scenario, still some things to sort out position-wise this week. So when we look at the West Division, you have Winnipeg win or Edmonton loss, means that the Blue Bombers clinch second in the division and will host the Western Semi. If Edmonton wins and a Winnipeg loss or tie, Edmonton then host the Western semifinal against Winnipeg. And Saskatchewan will cross over and play in the Eastern semifinal versus either Toronto or Ottawa. If Saskatchewan wins, they clinch third. That's all wrapped up. We'll play in the Western semi against Winnipeg on November uh, 12. And Edmonton will then cross over and play in the East semifinal. So lots to kind of sort out there. Now, talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's interesting because, well, they have a whole bunch of injuries, a whole lot of injuries, not just to look ahead for the playoffs, but right now for that positioning. So we check in with TSN Zone Farhan Lalji, Dave Naylor, and Matthew Shinetti to go over Winnipeg and look ahead to Week 20.
2: Guys, the biggest questions are in Winnipeg surrounding the health status of both Andrew Harris and Matt Nichols. Now with Harris, he'll begin the return to play protocol from a concussion on Tuesday. They'll begin physical activity with him, see how he responds. They won't make a decision until the end of the week. As for Nichols, he is simply not ready to play. In fact, if this was a playoff game, he might not have played. It's an injury that could potentially get worse if they tried to push it, and the Bombers aren't going to go there. They know just how important he is to their team. As the BC game uh, was evidenced to, there's not a bigger drop-off between a number one and number two quarterback in the Western Division as there is in Winnipeg, Dave.
3: Yeah, and if there's a positive byproduct to the fact that Matt Nichols is going to be out of this game, is that it's going to mean reps for Dominique Davis and Dan LeFever. As you suggest, these are guys who are not in sync with the offense right now. They haven't played enough, and right now you look at Matt Nichols, the tentative status of his health, this looks like a team that may need more than one quarterback if they're going to win a great cup. So these guys have to get reps.
2: Meanwhile, in Saskatchewan, they've got two quarterbacks, and it appears they're not afraid to use them. For the last month, we've been debating Brandon Bridge or Kevin Glenn. Dave, could it be both?
3: I think it could, and I think we saw an example last week where Chris Jones used both guys. He decided before the game that's what he was going to do, but he didn't tell either quarterback. He wants to simulate a situation where in a playoff game, one guy's going to go in in a spot where they need him in a game or because there's an injury. He is preparing his team the second half of this season to be ready to use both guys, and part of his strategy is keeping both guys off balance. And I'll tell you
2: what, this doesn't work if both guys aren't on board. And when you look at a guy like Kevin Glenn, this guy has heard and seen everything when it comes to his status as a starting quarterback. He is Teflon right now. He can handle any situation that the Bombers or the Riders put him in. He just wants to win a great cup, regardless of what his role is getting there. And as far as Brandon Bridge is concerned, every game, every minute, every rep is simply a bonus. The guy wants to play. He's got a lot of respect for Kevin Glenn, and as long as he has a meaningful on-field role at some point, he's happy with it.
4: Now let me piece him- both of your answers because yes Farhan they both have to buy in but the players have to buy in too on the offense and as Dave went ahead and said there is an unpredictability about it so the veterans on this offense understand that they know that at any moment any quarterback could go in depending on the situation and they've bought in because there is belief in the different abilities and different talents of Brandon Bridge and Kevin Glenn.
2: All right, guys, we're heading into the final week of the regular season. That means people are starting to think about team awards and league awards. Who's your MOP frontrunner, Dave?
3: i got to go with Andrew Harris because of the dual threat. He's great at breaking tackles and running with the football, but he's been just as big a threat catching the ball out of the backfield this season as well.
2: I'm going to go with Mike Riley from Edmonton. This guy was a runaway winner of this award for the first two months of the season. That team was decimated by injuries. He carried them, and in the last month when things have really gotten to a critical stage, Riley has been at his best. He leads the league in passing, and he's played in all 17 games. Considering the beating he's taken, that is no small feat, Matt.
4: Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you two reasons why it's Ricky Ray. In the East, there is no more consistent player. 12 games over passing over 300 yards, and you talk about toughness, Farhan. How many times this season have we seen seen Ricky Ray take a shot behind that sometimes wonky offensive line get up and make a play he's got a brace on his left arm and his left leg essentially playing with only one side of his body and Ricky Ray just gets the job done
2: guys with all three of those choices there's no guarantee they even win their team award that's how competitive it is this year we'll find out in the coming weeks
1: all right so coming off of that they mentioned their most outstanding player their MOP candidate so we put it out there on twitter at Andy MC81 at Andy MC81 you can vote in our Twitter poll. The question is, hey, entering the last week of the season, regular season, who's your CFL most outstanding player? Andrew Harris, Mike Riley, Ricky Ray, or Brandon Zelstra? Which one is your MOP? At AndyMC81 on Twitter. And hey, if you have somebody else you want to throw it, throw it in at AndyMC81. Now, when we look at the rest of the the, the storylines, I guess, coming in to this week, we have to look... To our other friends on the TSM panel. Rod Smith, friend to show with Jock Climey and Milt Steagle.
5: Either Saskatchewan or Edmonton will be the crossover team. What would you rather do, crossover to the East or stay in the playoffs in the West?
6: It's simple math, Rod. Simple math. The West plays better against the East. Mm. So why wouldn't you want to go over and play opponents? who are sub-500. That's where you want to be right now if you are in the West, Jack. playing in the
7: East. How many crossover teams have made it to the Great Cup? Uh, hey. Zero. You know Zero. Due. They're due. It's, it's too difficult it's to try to time. make it through the back door and make it to the playoffs. You have a better chance if you can stay in your own division. I know it's the best division, but they have a better chance if they can the stay year. in the West. I
6: honestly think this uh, will be the first time we see against a West – Versus a West, I don't in see the it. Great
7: Cup. I don't see it.
6: Well, whoever Saskatchewan plays, they seem to have two quarterbacks
5: now: Kevin Glenn, Brandon Bridge, sharing time against Montreal. Do you like this two quarterback system, Mel?
7: Why not? It's been working. We we seem to cre- question Chris Jones on some of his decisions, but this one has worked for him, and he's thrown Vernon Adams in there. He's playing all three of them. Hey, if it's working, keep
6: doing it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'd probably ask the quarterbacks. I mean, I know that's not what Chris Jones' style is. I'm sure he's not going to be taking a straw poll, but I'd want to <laughs> make sure that. My two guys are okay with it because if they're not and they're disgruntled, they're winning. Nobody playing well for I think they're, I, I well think they're okay
7: you. with it if they're winning. That's the, that's the bottom line. Win regardless of how it happens. Just win.
5: It's fun to watch, though. How about the Ottawa Redblacks, Jock? I mean, Shh. if they don't make it to these finals, still, it's one game in a 29-day window. If they do make it, it's one game in
6: 36 days. Is all this rest good or bad? Bad, bad. Too much rest is bad. Look, we've seen it time and time again when teams do not. Play games, they get rusty. And you cannot afford to be rusty in the playoffs. That is the one time you've got to be sharp. I think they are going to be very, very badly hurt by the schedule. They've been playing since
7: June, Jock. They started playing preseason games in June. Two preseason games. 18 regular season games. If they're rusty after three or four weeks, however long they're off, they have a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I think that rust, I mean that time off, will definitely help them. Allow I some of those if, guys to heal up.
6: If this team actually makes and finishes first in the East, they should go find hey Queens University. This to knock out of the playoffs. See if they'll come up and play a football play game with the alumni them. Team. Got to play get you out some there, games. Huh, Jock? The
7: alumni team and yes. get you out there for
5: You
6: and I. I'm Rod. just
7: gonna say that's my question.
5: Who do you play for, Jock? Queens or Ottawa? <laughs> <laughs> you played for both. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You know what? Too many buys for the Red Blacks at the end of the season, but I think they'd gladly take one more right to the Eastern Final.
1: All right. That was Rod Smith, Jock Climby, and Milt Stiegel. Uh, the individual team. Player awards came out Wednesday, and we won't run through all of them. They're going to be listed on CFL.ca, but there's uh, some interesting ones if we look through. Uh, most valuable player for the BC Lions, Solomon Elimian. Mike Riley for the Edmonton Eskimos. Alex Singleton for the Calgary Stampeders. Deron Carter for the Rough Riders. What? And what a year man, for Deron Carter. Drama on and off the, the field, as per usual. He balls out and gets such momentum as an offensive player. Then flip sides of the ball. And what does he do when he becomes a cornerback? A defensive back? But he wins performer of the week there with a pick six. Deron Carter, no doubt. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders player of the year. Matt Nichols for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We heard how that health is going to be. That'll be key. Hamilton Tiecats, Larry Dean. Larry Dean and he... Weird up-and-down season for the Ticats. They'll try to finish strong. Toronto Argos, Ricky Ray, player of the year. Greg Ellingson for the Ottawa Redblacks, receiver extraordinaire. The Alouettes, Kyrie's Hebert. That is a tough year for the Montreal Alouettes. So the full list of the team MVPs and team players, offensive, defensive, et cetera, you can find that on CFL.ca. I'll take the break. Afterwards, hey, I chatted with him earlier today. The Kamish! Of the Canadian Football League, Randy Ambrosie stops by for a check of a State of the Union, if you will. Up next on CFL Weekly, across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca. You're
0: listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is a CFL Weekly, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And, folks, as you know, we're delivered by Domino's playoffs. CFL playoffs start next week. Get ready for them. Go to Domino's.ca. whether it's for sports, you're running around with the kids, you're busy, whatever the occasion, dominos.ca has you covered. Get their large four topping pizza, just 11.99. Four toppings. And you can get their medium feast special, side dishes, marble cookie brownie for dessert, everything. Everything right there dominos.ca, dominos.ca. Okay, hey, we talked with him when he first became commissioner. Now he's back as the regular season wraps up. I spoke with CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi earlier today to go all over his first season. Coming in part way through the challenges that were coming from that, the good, the bad, and what to expect. Here's my chat. Joining me now, Commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Randy Ambrosi. Randy, year one, the regular season. It seems like just yesterday we were chatting your first couple weeks into the job. Uh so the regular season just about done. Playoffs are here. Take me through some of your your takeaways from your first regular season as commissioner. Was it what you expected?
8: Well, it was everything I expected, Andy, and a, and a whole lot more. You know, I, I've I've said uh, a few times to to people that if you you know if you know anybody that uh, could really use a boost in their life, uh, let them spend uh, a few days as the commissioner of the CFL, and I'll tell you they'll feel incredibly good. Uh, At the end of a few days stretch, because there's such there's been for me such an outpouring of you know support and you know so many good wishes all the way along and you know great conversations with our fans. It's been a joy and I've loved every minute of it.
1: Well, Randy, I'll tell you this, and it's not just because we're on the phone together here, but I honestly cannot think of a commissioner that has come into a situation and been embraced and handled things you listen man yeah you've had a lot thrown at you this has not been an all roses year and I, I think the decision making has been quick the feedback from players coaches media has been positive like for you what's been let, let's start with with what you've been most proud of since taking over uh, so far to this point
8: yeah I think that with Without a doubt, the the thing I am I'm most proud of is the diverse, the launch of the Diversity of Strength campaign and and you know the way Canadians have responded to it and going out on that field uh, in Regina that first day you know Christina Litz who should get. So much of the credit for this campaign, Uh, you know, Christina and I, you know, had a phone conversation while I was sitting on the plane on my way to Regina that Saturday. I arrived at the game Sunday and, you know, I see Coach Buono wearing his shirt and so many players and coaches wearing the shirts on the sidelines. And then the way Canadians coast-to-coast coast responded to it, and, you know, of course, you know, we even got some international exposure. I think it's just something that I'm proud of for the CFL, but I, I'm really proud of it for all of Canada and, and everything that this uh, great country stands for.
1: That's the most proud and kind of the up. What's been the greatest challenge? It could be an event or just something in the the process of the day-to-day. What's been the, the greatest challenge for you so far?
8: I think, honestly, uh, for me, it's that coming into the season when it already started, started. I still don't feel that's really strong connection to our coaches and GMs. As I would like to have, I want to be as much as I can respectful of every group. But, you know, during the season, our coaches and GMs are up against the wall every, you know, every week they're working, you know, night and day. I feel like that's the one group that I owe a, uh, a lot more of my time to once the season is over. And I hope to rectify, you know, what has been a slow start with that group um, to a, a, much, uh, a much, you know, better uh, active conversation with them in the days
1: ahead. Now, Randy, one of the more uh, interesting storylines coming through this season has been Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football, we know, a, a polarizing character south of the border. Uh, had workouts come up, at, uh, met with you, and, and now it looks like, um, if I have it right, end of November, a decision will be made by the Thai Cats, and, and going forward. From your view, being allowed to to try out or play, or the process that you took with Johnny, can you take me through uh, some of that as far as the, the the process and why the the process that you're going to is important to you and the league involving him.
8: I think the most important part of the process is that we have involved external professionals, you know, in in areas of expertise that we a bunch of really well-intentioned football guys and gals don't have. I felt strongly from the moment we started having this discussion that we needed to reach out to, we needed to reach out to experts. We we needed to make sure we understood the issue and and um, and seek out some of the best and brightest to help us guide ourselves. And and I think you know that's what, that's one of the things we're doing with this uh, with this process with uh, with Johnny Manziel is we're allowing ourselves to to be guided by people who are experts in 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 um, areas that are important here and then and then whatever happens whatever the outcome of this is um, I will be able to say we'll be able to say with confidence that uh, that we've been thorough thoughtful and professional and and I and I hope that you know fans uh, and and Canadians more broadly will be will be uh, pleased that we've taken that kind of professional approach
1: let's get Playoff memories, Grey Cup memories for you, Randy. Because of course, to anyone who doesn't know you were a player and now in the commissioner office, of course. But as as a player, some of your your, your playoff memories or fondest playoff or Grey Cup memories. Can you take me through one or two of those?
8: I think two really jump to mind. One is um, is the 1993 Western Final in that snowstorm in Calgary. Oh if memory serves i think it was minus 24 minus 25 that day bitterly cold and my wife barb was actually drafted into service and had to stop uh on her way from from edmonton to every sporting goods shop and every ski shop she could find to get as much you know winter wear for the players and you know i i'll always think of that uh that my beautiful wife uh, played a role in in helping us secure that victory that day. And then the second is a moment I had after that great cup in 93. I knew my career was over. I I had decided uh, you know before the game that it was likely going to be my last my last game. And I didn't want to take my stuff off, so I was sitting in my locker. The locker room was relatively quiet. Um, you know, almost everyone had left. And I was sitting there, still had most of my stuff on, and uh, and Coach Lancaster came over and just sat with me for a while. I had a relationship with him that I'll remember for the rest of my life. But you know, he just came and we just talked about stuff. You know, like not even not even just about the game. We were just talking about stuff, and I thought, you know, isn't this got to be one of the coolest moments? Just just you know, realize my dream of of being a Grey Cup champion. And now i'm sitting with one of the you know greatest players in the history of our game and i and i felt a friendship with coach ron that uh, was special i'll just again always cherish that moment and and um, and then the you know the second part of that game was just when i got to go meet my family after and the recognition just looking at them my dad um, uh, you know who was a big eskimo fan when he grew up to having been raised just northeast of Edmonton, and my brothers were there. I, one of my nephews was there, and, of course, my wife, Barb. Looking at them and realizing it wasn't so much a Grey Cup victory for me, but for all of us, that was you know just incredibly, uh, incredibly cool.
1: Awesome. Awesome. What a great story. Getting to the present day, we know Grey Cup Week, the festival, is as, as big and as fun as, as the game itself, sometimes more so. This year it's in Ottawa, sold out. Can you take us through some of the the festivities of the the Grey Cup? We know the halftime show is going to be Shania Twain, um, and just what fans can expect. Because even if you don't have tickets, you can still go to the festival events, right?
8: Yeah, there is, and uh, and you know I've I've had a briefing on uh, you know everything that our hosts in Ottawa have planned. And there's going to be a great fan experience area. There's social media events. There, I would just encourage everyone to go to the Grey Cup website and see everything that's there. Like uh, for me, this idea that I get to bring the um, you know the Grey Cup to Ottawa and you know that part of it, I'm just overwhelmed. And then the other is, of course, the game itself. But there is so much for our fans to do. Ottawa has done a remarkable job. Uh, planning and organizing for you know for that festival week and i think fans are just going to have a ton of fun and enjoy every uh every moment of what the red blacks have in store for them
1: well randy this show goes coast to coast on tsn radio and for those who, who haven't been to ottawa or the the venue for red blacks game haven't been there to the venue itself like it is a fun destination spot on its own like you got Pubs, you got restaurants, you got movie theater. There, there's so much to do around it already. So to add the Grey Cup Festival to that, like it's a, it's a great spot. We're not talking about a place that's hard to get to in the middle of nowhere. Like this is a a fun area that has so much to do around it. So anybody who's listening out west or coming out of town who hasn't been there, there I think they're going to be in for a treat.
8: I agree. What they've done with that Lansdowne Park development and you know the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group who have been behind this uh, all you know every step of the way, they've just built an amazing area and look if any of your listeners are coming from anywhere across the country and this is the first time they're you know going to get a chance to go to a great cup or maybe it's their 50th time mm-hmm. i think they're in for a special treat and if you are there uh the first time look me up i'd love to have a beer with you and uh, and welcome you to great cup because it's it's truly really one of the most spectacular experiences on the calendar in canada every year
1: all right have a brew at the commish beauty all right ready last one for you here plans for next year can you let us know a couple things that you might be working on long term into next season that uh, fans can look forward to
8: one of the things i'm most excited about is there are a few issues that have surfaced this year things that i've been talking about with fans in every stadium you know that we you know what's the you know what's the future of our schedule should we play earlier as an example is a is a conversation many fans have had and uh, one of the things I, I'd like to do is engage Canadians and our Canadian Football League fans in that conversation. I think for me, one of the things about the off season I'm looking forward to is a chance to really, you know, to to really talk more intensely about some of these things. Of course, you know, we've we've made a promise to look at our our, our command center challenge flag mm-hmm. um, uh, situation. We promised that when we made the change this year, we're going to do that that's going to you know give me a chance to talk to our football guys a lot and try to come up with the right the right thing there. I want to have a I want to have a conversation and you know with with as many Canadians as I can about uh, you know how do we grow this game? How do how do we how do we take it from this amazing history to you know places that none of us could possibly have dreamt possible in uh, in the past and see what we can do to um, you know to make this game you know bigger, better, stronger, faster. And um, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, you know, I'm hoping it's going to be a very active offseason and one that's uh, very engaged with CFL fans from coast to coast.
1: Well, Randy, I think I can speak for most CFL fans. Uh, we think you've done a tremendous job. Keep up the great work. Thank you for taking the time. And, hey, enjoy that great cup.
8: Yeah, thanks very much. And have a great day yourself. Bye for now.
1: All right. That was a CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosie. What a treat. Okay. After the break, we'll get into some CFL. Fantasy talk. Still one more week of the regular season. Max Rosenberg, who not only is a CFL fantasy expert from CFL.ca, he helped design this thing. He helped get the values, the whys. You want to do this. You want to hear what Max Rosenberg has to say, some value and some strategy heading into the final week of the regular season. That and much more coming up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.
0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit Domino's.ca today.
1: Welcome back to CFL Weekly. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Week 20, folks. Hey, the playoffs, they are upon us. One more slate of regular season games, then it's go time for the March to the Great Cup. I'm Andy McNamara. You can follow me on Twitter at andymc81. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Go to dominoes.ca today to look all their great carryout and delivery deals you can get the medium feast pizza for 10.99 you can go large four topping for 11.99 tremendous carryout specials as well find it all out at dominoes.ca. friend of show from cfl.ca from headquarters max rosenberg on the line our cfl fantasy expert max how's it going buddy
9: not too bad how you doing
1: i'm doing well and uh so we've made it through the season pretty much we got one more week to go but there's as as with any type of fantasy league when you are getting close to the end of the regular season it's important to pay extra attention because some teams start you rest players whatever what are you looking at for week 20 for fantasy players on tsn.ca
9: well first i should ask are you in a chance to win any of your leagues here like how important is week 20 for you
1: here's so here's my thing i missed one week Uh, Yeah, you know what? I had it all set up, Max. I had it all set up, and I didn't press save. And usually it self saves, right? And I went away from the computer. Whatever. I looked. I'm like, all right, Monday morning. Like, how did I do? I looked. I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no. And it was, it was like, what week was it? It was probably like week fourteen. So fat zero. Oh, so I played well. But you know, you miss a week that kind of kills you. Yeah,
9: not in, not in contention for the for the grand.
1: No, grand unfortunately not. But you know, it's been it, it's been really fun to to play and, and track, and you get like the wrinkles. Like, all right, well, when do I play Trent Richardson? At what price, for right. example, yeah, yeah, right?
9: Absolutely. Yeah, I used him last week, so finally he he came through. The yeah. uh, we had a our office one is sort of the or we have you know, we're doing one here that's that's come down to the wire too. So we used uh, Jeff Creever used Deontay Spencer last week, so he had a big jump. Nice from you know, he's he's now in contention for us. It's kind of a cool cool that you can make that last second push. And so I know you're mentioning for this week sort of the target. For me it's really important looking at who and what team are playing all their guys, mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't want a guy who plays two quarters and then they pull them for, you know, with BC, I think that's one of the, the big ones to look at in terms of, you know, how important is it going to be for them to get, you know, does Jennings play only half the game? Do they receiver? So I'm sort of immediately off the bat and fantasy avoiding Montreal, BC, uh, probably Calgary and when it, like any of the main guys mm. on those, and Winnipeg potentially with, you know, uh Nichol's not looking like he's going to start and then you know should winnipeg win that edmonton saskatchewan game becomes a bit more more questionable as well so for me this week i'm heavily targeting hamilton and toronto uh,
1: okay lineup
9: because i think hamilton at home they've had you know an up and down season i think fan appreciation night they've clearly shown you know they're they're trying to win as many games as possible down the stretch and they want to probably put on a show i would say that you know the more points they score the more Cheers! They can give to their fans for that last game of the season. I think they will. So, and who would have thought this week. Yeah, exactly. Ma-
1: Max. Who would have Who would have thought Jeremiah Masoli like coming yeah. on beast mode the last couple weeks? Man, like yes. they're
9: and, and you have to pay like his his salary reflects that he's the second highest price back yeah. this week at just over ten thousand. So, I mean, I think it's worth it. I think for me, the, the two QBs this week are Masoli or Ricky. I think I don't think there's much of a an option on anybody else. You pick one of those two guys that are going to play the whole game. The Argos need to win that game in BC, and you know Hamilton. I think will 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 go to the to the wire with their with their starters.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up Winnipeg because you're also without Andrew Harris, so you're mm-hmm. missing a top running back, a top quarterback, and really from the dip, especially a QB like Dominique Davis, Dan Lefevre. I, I, I'm not really comfortable, although the price point is pretty sweet on a flyer in taking any of those guys like. Yeah, as as you said, Max, it is a uh, it's it's a big drop off.
9: Yeah, and I think being champ, you know, for some for some people in some places, sort of championship week. So uh, I think maybe if it is week thirteen or fourteen, and you're like, oh, I can get Matt Schultz for five grand and spend elsewhere, then you might have done it as as a flyer. But I think when you're looking at, you know, you might be up in your league or need to make up some ground, uh, you kind of want to get those guys that are going to be for sure for sure fire players. And I don't know what you're going to get with Davis or Lefevre. Do they flip back and forth if, you know, whoever they choose to start doesn't, uh, doesn't perform. Um, but I mean, again, and then the other pieces to look at, you know, for Calgary, if they're, you know, Dickinson came out last yesterday, I believe, and said sort of, you know, they're going to use some of their new guys. You're going to see some guys you may not have seen before. So, you know, if it turns out that they're mm. resting Messam and they're resting Terry Williams and uh, you know, they're starting a running back, I think it's Dominic Williams. He had a carry last week. You know, if he's their starting running back, then maybe that's a guy to get in for, you know, super cheap, the $2,500 $2, range.
1: So, Max, this could come right down. Like, for, for fantasy players, you got to be watching CFL.ca almost right up until kickoff on Friday just to, like, make sure you you are up to date on any last-minute switches that happen.
9: Yeah, I, w- I would say that the key is going to be, you know, the team's put out their depth charts about 24 hours before. Um, and that's where you can get sort of yeah. the first indication. And then from there, you know, it's, it's those late two-player inactives for each team. So, you know, Calgary might list Messam as the starter, but he might be a game-day inactive. So, you know, just checking in an hour or two before the game, we'll we'll definitely be tweeting it out on our on our, at CFL Twitter handle. You know, those inactive players, especially if they're fantasy, fantasy relevant, we'll make sure to give those a push. And then just kind of keeping tabs on those one or two guys uh, as the weeks roll on. You know, like I did my first preliminary run. I was very excited for... Trent Richardson, I thought he had a great week last week. Maybe yeah, they, he did. they keep going, and they've announced that he's out this week. Um, and they announced Marcus Stigpen as the starter at tailback. Oh, uh, so, it's, he's so he's 2500 bucks. So he's another another interesting guy. You know, they may just use him a bunch, and and in that game, that's sort of maybe for the who takes the crossover. But if Edmonton, Winnipeg loses, then Edmonton's going to try and win. So it's a very sort of an interesting scenario to see how Friday plays out for Saturday.
1: Right, right. And and jump back to Winnipeg for a sec. You have I'm just looking at the running backs here outside of Harris. You drop down Christoph Norman who had one carry, mm-hmm. 2500 bucks. Like you start looking at guys like that, like all right, they're they're gonna need a running back, you know, to to play. Got to be somebody. Right? Like you have that, but then there's also like a Declan Cross of the Argos who's been he's touchdown dependent, but mm-hmm. he has flashed at times.
9: Yeah, I mean he they, they definitely seem to use him in the passing game. Um for sure. So I think he's, you know, that 2500, if you're, if you're looking for that, for that sort of dart throw, I think, especially in the receiving game, you know, he's, he's given you something the last few weeks, you know, uh, he had the touchdown in Winnipeg. So he, nine points there, six points the week before, four points. So as long as you don't get that zero, um, I think you're pretty safe. I mean, for me, if you want to sort of get into who we're actually sort of picking, um, my lineup is, I'm just sort of going with what I know and who is. So I'm actually going to be the most heavy tie cats I've, I've been for now, this hmm. is sort of a, a preliminary, but I have uh, Masoli at my quarterback spot, Alex Green at running back. I'm using Saunders and Brandon Banks, and then also the Cats defense.
1: Wow. Heavy. I, I mean,
9: we've sort of seen what happens, what's happened to Montreal the last few weeks. They've been blown up pretty hard. I think Hamilton's going to go for it at home, try and throw up as many points as they can. So I think that's a safe play. One of those guys might, might give you a zero, but you know that Banks-Masoli connection has been basically unstoppable the last yeah. few
1: weeks. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In conversation with Max Rosenberg of CFL.ca and co-host of CFL This Week on CFL.ca. Uh, now, Max, when we look at the end of the regular season, uh, this isn't the end, though, for fantasy football and CFL.ca. There's a little, a little bit of scoopage we can share with the, uh, the audience.
9: Yeah, we're, we're, uh, it'll come out later this week. Um, we're excited to announce that so we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna be rebooting for the playoffs. So, you know, your leagues and stuff will, will still be there, but it'll be, you know, start from zero. Um, we partnered with AGF on it, so we're excited that, uh, they're on board to, you know, help promote the game. And we're gonna, you know, have playoffs, playoffs CFL fantasy. So, um, it's gonna be pretty fun. It'll be a, a different size roster. You'll go down from, from seven players to five. Uh, one running back, one receiver, one flex QB defense. Um, and you'll pick your players for the semifinal week. You'll pick your players for the final week. And and then Great Cup Sunday, you'll make a selection from the two teams there. And it'll be a three-week mini-season. But I think, you know, for players that have enjoyed the game all season, we're happy to to extend it through to playoffs. I think it'll be a fun dynamic uh, with, you know, less players available and sort of who do you pay that. There'll be a corresponding drop in the salary as
1: mm-hmm. well. Right.
9: Um, and then, you know, players get eliminated and they're not available the next week. And it, I think it'll be... I'm excited for it and, and to sort of see the lineups. So I think the Grey Cup one's going to be my, what I'm most excited for because, you know, there's a little bit of everybody will have the, you know, a very small pool of players, but who can, you know, pull out that that sleeper? You know, last year, the last two seasons, Patrick Lavois had a touchdown. In the <laughs> Cup, so, you know, who's that guy that you can kind of come up with at the last second to kind of sneak in there?
1: Well, and Max, that's what some people forget about is, okay, it's easy to pick the big names, right? You, mm-hmm. who, who you figure will produce, but you have to remember that, the majority of people are going to pick a couple big names. It's those sleeper, those under guys, those flex spot guys that really win you the league, win you the week because you're getting those differential points. That's that's what really, especially I think when we get to the playoffs and the limited player pool, that's what you really have to start focusing on. Who are those guys who are going to get you those different difference-making points that others might not commonly choose?
9: Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, that's, that's another strategy for this week. You know, if you're... In a league, and you're behind by 50, you can't have the same players as the guy in first because mm-hmm. then you'll have the match at the same point. So, thinking of who those contrarian plays, you know, might be, uh, you know, saying that most people might take Masoli or Ricky. Do you, you know, go off the board and take uh, the, you know, whoever starts for Winnipeg, or, or take whoever starts for Saskatchewan and, ho- and kind of hope for the best there? I think, and then again, you know, we talked about finding those sleeper guys. I actually like uh, Armonte Edwards this week for the hmm. Argos. Um, You know, someone's going to get taken out of the game by Ronnie Yell, and it's going to be one of those two guys on the outside. You know, maybe it's SJ or or Deposi. And last time Edwards played BC, he was back in week two, but he had 10 receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown, albeit at home. And the teams are very different. But I kind of like him as a sneaky guy from that Argos team that's, you know, looking to pick up a win. They need to win this game. So, you know, they're going to be going on all cylinders, not uh, not holding back, not resting guys. And we've seen uh Leaves Ricky in as, as long as he can. And I, we haven't seen much from the backups, even when they have blowout games. So I think you're pretty safe with their offense this week.
1: Right. And that's, that's what you have to keep in mind, too. Teams with something to play for, like yep. the Argos. And first, Saskatchewan. Last one for you here, Max. First, Saskatchewan. Oh boy, Chris Jones just keeps juggling quarterbacks. Are you touching any of these guys?
9: No, I've been, I've been staying away from them. The only guys I've been using for the Riders in the last few weeks has been uh, their running back, whoever it might be. So I've used Trent Richardson last week. Um, I have Marcus Figpen in there right now. Okay, at uh, the twenty five hundred dollars spot. Uh, I'm looking to see who Calgary names as their starting running back. If it's not going to be Messam and Finch isn't back, uh, and they use you know a guy that we haven't necessarily heard of or a, a guy that's a little bit cheaper in the player pool, so the riders are the only the one thing I will say is no matter who's in there, uh, since he's been back, they have featured Chad Owens a lot. Hmm. Um, he's had. 60 or 70 yards in one game. I'm going to try and pull up his, his scores here, but you know, he's had two pretty productive games for fantasy uh, owners. The 17 points, left, like 114 yards, nine receptions, touchdown, uh, 78 yards the week before. So it seems whoever's in there, he gets, he gets working, you know, he's fresh. And, uh, I think they, they, they definitely target him a lot. So he's my, he's my receiver that I like. It just, hmm. you know, Roosevelt's been out. Deron Carter, who knows what side of the ball he's playing. Oh, uh, how frustrating is that? Chris Jones
1: tells you, oh, it's going to play both sides of the ball. Wins performer of the week as a defender. And I know people spent some big coin on Deron Carter that week.
9: Yeah, I know. Oh. Of, I, yeah, I know a lot of people did that, hoping that they could get both sides of it. But, um, and then the other one that I like is uh, another see he might be coming back this week is Anthony Coombs. I know he was pretty good early in the season. Hmm. Uh, and he looks to be making a return uh, the, uh looks like he might be activated from the injured list this week, so he's only uh, 3,100 and could be another sneaky guy.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, Max, thank you so much for taking the time and for, uh, yeah, hey, fantasy doesn't stop with the regular season, folks. It's going to be during the playoffs. And, Max, where can people catch a CFL this week?
9: Yeah, so CFL this week is live on the CFL Twitter page. That's at CFL. It'll be uh, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. and then it's pinned to the top of our Twitter page for the for the next couple days, so you can catch it there. And then uh, all the information around CFL playoff fantasy will come through. If you've signed up, you'll get you know we'll we'll let you know that the game has started and and we'll be promoting it a bunch on our social feeds. So we're sort of excited to see uh, continued excitement around the game and and the engagement we get on social is great.
1: Absolutely. Well, Max, thank you so much once again and uh, enjoy the playoff run. Let's do it again soon.
9: Perfect. Sounds
1: good. All right, that was Max Rosenberg from CFL.ca Fantasy Expert. We'll take the break, and we'll replay the behind the helmet from earlier this season with the great Nick Lewis. He's retiring from the Montreal Alouettes after a stellar career. Thick Nick coming up next, as well as my game picks for Week 20. A lot more coming up, CFL Weekly, across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium-piece pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that is something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca.
0: You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network.
1: Back to wrap up the regular season finale of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Give me a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81. If you missed any of the show, don't worry. You can find it on the show page on tsn1050.ca under the show page section, or whichever TSN radio station you are listening on. Just go to the website. The show section, you can find the full version here also on iTunes and SoundCloud every episode right there. You want to hear the commissioner again, Randy Ambrose, great chat with him. You can do it right there. Okay, folks, it is the the end of an era. Nick Lewis of the Montreal Alouettes, one of the greatest receivers of all time. We chatted with him on Behind the Helmet earlier in the season with him announcing his retirement. I thought it would be appropriate to revisit. Here is the great Nick Lewis as heard earlier in the year on CFL Weekly. Nick, first of all, congratulations, you joined the 1,000 career catch, Mark, only the fourth guy to do it in CFL history. Uh, Just tell me, that that has to be a humbling experience, like, the CFL's been around for a while, right? So, to be right up there, and to join that elite group, how does that feel?
10: feels great. It is a humbling experience, man, it just feels amazing to to get there. Especially, you know, going through the injury I had Mm -hmm. uh, a few years back, and and not knowing if I'd ever get there. So it's definitely been a lot of hard work, and uh, to be in the group of, with those other three is amazing.
1: So, Nick, uh, for behind the helmet here, we get to know players a little bit better, right? The, the personalities, not so much X's and O's, but what they're all about. So I'm going I'm to hit you with some hard ones here. You ready? Let's do it. All right, buddy. Okay. First of all, I want the best and worst-dressed teammate on the Montreal Alouettes. You can include yourself. <laughs>
10: Well, oh, best dressed man. There's there's uh, Brandon Rutley, Steph Logan, John Bowman, and Kyrie I all go in that top category. They, okay, they get pretty spiffy.
1: <laughs> and, and what about the worst dress? Is there someone who slums it?
10: Oh man, there's a, uh, I don't know. There's a couple guys that <laughs> probably don't dress up to par. I <laughs> I really don't care about the way you know. I I usually wear a, tuc- uh, a button down shirt, but it's usually never tucked in. My buttons on my arms are not usually buttoned on my wrist, but I don't really care about that. I'm, I'm going for a job, and I think I look good enough.
1: <laughs> That's right. You're rolling your sleeves up. Get to work, right? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so when you're in, in your downtime, when you're going on a plane or or just relaxing, when you're not studying tape, give me the TV show that you're into right now.
10: Man, I've been watching Ozark.
1: Ozark. I haven't heard I of that just one. Got
10: in, I just got into Ozark with um. Man, what's his name? Uh, I can't see his face. But I can't remember his name, but yeah, it's a new series on new series on Netflix. Uh, I've been into that, and I watch Power, Game of Thrones, and Ballers a lot. So, yeah, a lot of series. Now, but Game of Thrones is awesome.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the new season. We won't do spoilers for people. We'll 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 leave that. Uh, but if we're talking movies all time, the the Desert Island question. You got one movie to take. You can watch over and over again. What is it?
10: Man, it, ha- it had to probably be like Harlem Nights or something like that. Um, of course, I watch Zootopia with my daughter all the time, so <laughs> I could definitely watch Zootopia every day right. for the rest and, of my life.
1: And, and you probably do. I've, I have young kids myself, and, and sometimes you do watch things every day.
10: <laughs> and, you know, you got to watch, uh, you know, the sloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, okay, so uh, be- before the game, food-wise, what what what, what, do, what do you like to eat to get ready for a game?
10: Home game for my whole career, I eat uh, Subway. Subway. Uh, was it was a chicken bacon ranch foot long um, on night games, and on day games, it's usually a six inch. But mm. now it's uh steak and cheese. Same thing though. Cheese.
1: All right. You know what? Well, we're gonna have to. Uh, I think to see if we can get them on a sponsor for the show. That's that's a great endorsement.
10: You know, it, it, it <laughs> is. It's it's something that like now that I do the flatbreads, it's something that fills me up, but it's not too fi- it's not too full, and uh, still allows me to go out and do what I do.
1: Nice. All right. Hey, we'll just keep this recording for them. It's great. Okay, I'll, I'll hey, represent you, Nick. Right. Don't worry He's about fresh. it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In conversation with Nick Lewis of the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, music-wise, what we'll gets you pumped up? What do
10: I listen to for a game? Yeah. Man, uh, Adele, Beyonce, um, a lot of slow music. I don't listen to upbeat music much anymore. I feel like if you listen to something that gives you purpose and reason, like my family and, and mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that, so I just listen to music that is more relaxing and puts me in a mode of why I'm doing this over listening to something that's going to get me pumped up for five, ten minutes and then, you lose the feeling.
1: And then you crash, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, growing up, outside of football, what, what were some sports that you like to, to watch or play?
10: Well, basketball is my favorite sport. Okay. I uh, played basketball. I loved baseball growing up. Um, by the time I got to high school, the ball started coming way too fast. Got hit by a pitch, and that Ooh. was the end of my baseball career. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I pretty much played everything. Soccer. I love to watch soccer. I'm a Chelsea fan. Um, So... Yeah, soccer and baseball, basketball. I like golf. So if it's sports, I'm pretty much watching it.
1: Uh, so growing up, then what were your your favorite teams? Basketball and baseball wise?
10: Rangers and Mavericks.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah, because you're from fan. Texas. Yeah, and a Cowboy oh, yeah. fan. All right. Oh yeah. So that's so a... it
10: was everything. Texas, pretty much. Um, I'm a Longhorn fan.
1: Okay. But so growing you were all up, Texas. I was
10: also like ai am a North Carolina basketball fan. Growing up and a. And a Michigan football fan growing up as well. So Oh really? If I had two other teams, like outside of Texas teams, it was Michigan football and North Carolina basketball. Okay. Uh my first to... jersey was a Monty Toomer, Michigan jersey, actually. Really? Yes. Wow. Out of all the people you could think of playing <laughs> in like my first jersey was a Monty Toomer, Michigan jersey.
1: Have you been up to the big house for a game? No, never. I guess it's yeah, I guess the, the season might be tricky then, right?
10: But we got Ray Taylor up here, so, you know, Ramon, so if, maybe one day he'll take me yeah. since he played there. <laughs> yeah, he can we get he the can... sideline passes or something.
1: Yeah, I get you the alumni suite. That'd be perfect.
10: That'd be awesome.
1: Uh, last one for you here, Dick. As far as um, uh, w- w- playing in Montreal, spent a long time in Calgary, what do you love most about playing in Montreal and in front of those Alouettes fans?
10: Man, I, I love the Alouettes fans, but, you know, honestly, the-, the best part of playing in Montreal is is that the culture and the out here mm-hmm. it's, it's such a different culture i don't feel like i'm in canada i feel like i'm in a different country yeah um but it's cool and you gotta love the night life in montreal
1: <laughs> it's something <laughs> when
10: the sun goes down it becomes a beautiful city
1: <laughs> that's right and, and you know it can get a lot of uh a lot of road players in trouble too if they don't oh, uh they...
10: <laughs> Defi- definitely home for the bands right there
1: they, they can have some late nights uh nick thank you so much for taking the time and congrats again
10: I appreciate you. Have a great
1: one. Okay, big thanks to Nick Lewis and a happy retirement to that man. What a legend he is. Okay, let's zip through week 20 picks. You have to keep in mind who has something to play for and who doesn't. The Hamilton Ticats, it's the fan appreciation. The last game, they're going to be playing. They're going to be trying. Alouettes, horrendous. Give me the Ticats in a blowout. That kicks off Week 20 Friday, November 3rd at 7 o'clock on TSN. Winnipeg, Calgary. Calgary's going to be resting a lot of guys, but the Bombers are injured. I'll go Calgary just because there is such a drop-off at quarterback without Matt Nichols. That's the late game, nine thirty on Friday. Then we go to Saturday, 7 o'clock, start Edmonton in Saskatchewan. This is going to be the game of the week, I think. Both teams with something to play for positioning-wise. Uh, I'm going to go Saskatchewan at home. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be exciting both teams in the 30s, so I'll say Saskatchewan and then Toronto at BC. Argos have a real tough time playing out west, but again, they have something to play for. They have first place on the line. Lions have nothing except for pride to play for. I'll go with the Argos in the big road victory. Okay, folks, well, that's it for the regular season, We're, but I'm going to be with you through the whole playoffs, man. The whole playoffs on the week after the Grey Cup. The march to the Grey Cup starts After this week, enjoy the games. For producer Joe Narsa, I'm Andy McNamara. Can't wait to be back with you for the playoffs.